Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I am your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and I'm so happy to have you join me once again. Over 100 countries are listening to this show, and we've got a great one today. So stay tuned. If you are a first time listener, this is the place where we educate you, empower you, and yes, you will be very entertained today and inspire you to go live a fearlessly authentic li- uh, life. Live, live. We are live. That's why I'm saying that. Um, so, Give me a few minutes before I introduce you, Keith, and I'm so happy to have you on the show. Um, If you want to follow us on YouTube, just check me out on all social platforms, Jody Harrison Bauer on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, every place. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And Actually, we are on all streaming podcast platforms. So please, we have a five-star review um, rating, and I would be thrilled if you keep leaving us messages so we know how we can improve the show and what questions you have, because a lot of the shows are based on the feedback that I get from you, right? So on to my amazing guest, Keith Yaki. Thank you so much for joining me today. Such an honor to be here again, Jody. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we had so much fun last time that I I felt like we had so much more to talk about. And I'm just so happy we were able to make today work. I love and it. You look, you look great. You look like you're tanned and super fit. Not that you didn't look super fit before, but yeah. we're in our black. We both have black t-shirts. We're doing bicep curls and, you know, showing off our biceps, you know, and the intro. Yeah. Yes. So just before I, I introduce you, like, did you like lose some weight or like what, what yeah. happened? Like you. Yeah, I, yeah. I am. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm optimized. I'm really dialed in on my thing. I, you know, I'm trying to think of the last, how long ago was it that we did this? This was. I think it was like July or August of last year. I, it, it, so or it's been it? 12 months or 18 months anyway, right? Right, right. Okay. So, dude, <laughs> I know I just called you a dude. I apologize. It's okay. It's okay. My husband calls me man and dude, so it's fine. So much has happened since you and I have talked last and um the you know, business has been booming. We've had close to 250 guys come through the program since you and I have talked last. Wow. Um, so much has happened with Jesse and I in terms of our connection and, and we've just figured out so much more than, than, since the last time I've talked to you. And so, yeah, so thank you for noticing. I have lost a lot of weight. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it to win. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. There's like a glow and, um, we're going to get to your podcast and what you do, but let me give you a proper introduction. But I just had to like say that because you got on the screen, I'm like, Oh, he's, he's gotten really fit. Not that you weren't before, but like I noticed it. So, and I know that like when we transform ourselves, 
mentally and physically, it's like a beautiful, beautiful thing. Thank you, Jody. Thank yeah. you. I feel sexy as fuck. Oh, am I allowed to Good. Call? Yes. Okay. You can say okay. anything. We could say okay. fuck shit, anything you want to say. Okay. <laughs> so here is your proper intro. Keith Yaki is the founder and creator of MarriedGame.com. When his wife left him five years ago, he realized that he was the problem and not his wife. And not that his wife was no, wait, I said that all wrong. When his wife left him five years ago, he realized that he was the problem and that his wife was no longer attracted to him. Since getting her back, Keith has dedicated his life to reaching, teaching men how to get their wives to want to have sex with them again. And that's what we talked a lot about last time. By doing one simple thing, becoming the most attractive version of themselves. We focused a lot of the show about that. And I could tell by watching you on social and listening to your podcast that things have evolved. So tell me um, about the podcast. Tell me what you're doing to help people in their marriages. Blanket, and then we're going to get really specific. Okay, cool. Um, So it, it, it feels like a warm... It just it's just it's <laughs> such a warm reception from you, Jody, and I love that. I just I just feel so warm around you, and um, thank you. Yeah. So the listen, I lost my wife five and a half years ago, and she basically said, "Hey, listen, dude, you run your business, you fall, you come home and talk about your business, you fall asleep on the couch," and and that's when she left. And I realized, yes, it was all on me and she was no longer attracted to me. So I've just gone down this vein of what does it really truly mean to be the most attractive version of me for me. And so the frameworks that have come out of that, now we, you know, I do the show twice a week, whether it's the guest or it's once a week for sure with my wife. I used to have a co-host that sometimes pops in, my buddy Garrett. And so there's all this dialogue around what does it truly mean to be the most attractive version of you? And we just are really candid about it. like today we just got done with the podcast before jumping on here, where my wife and I were talking about all sorts of cool, crazy, kinky shit and just stuff that we do and who we are and what we struggle with and what we've learned this week as a couple. So we're kind of saying, listen, we believe we're the best couple we've ever met and we haven't met anybody yet to say that, no, you're not. But we also are still climbing the mountain to the next peak for us, which is learning who we are like, oh, shit, I'm really insensitive about that. I can't believe I do that. Or damn, why don't you have more empathy? So it's just a real conversation between a husband and a wife that really radically love each other, are totally attracted. When I'm done with this podcast, I'm going to go home and, and, and give her a good one up in the bedroom. And so it's like, we've got these things going, but yet we still struggle with the same shit everybody else struggles. And we're just sharing, here's how we got through it. Here's here's what we do. And people want to know about real people and their struggles. Yeah. And just like I would tell my clients that the struggle, that's the really, really messy part in the middle, but it's the struggle that gives us the strength, right? Mm -hmm. And when we're going through that messy shit, we're like, you don't even see the light at the end of the tunnel. When your wife left, you were thinking, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? But I want you to explain what you were feeling because you really didn't go to that, oh my goodness thing. You didn't panic. You started working on yourself. And I want you to explain that. But it's the struggle that really gives us that strength. But then we need to keep working on it and working on it. And I remember when you were on the show the last time and we went off camera and I was sharing some things that were going on in my life because my husband worked all the time. Mm -hmm. And he has since changed the way he works. 
And our relationship has taken a totally different turn for the better, you know, and he is more attractive to me now because you can take the most beautiful man in the world and they could be the ugliest person in the world to you uh, because personality matters and the time that they spend with you matters. And if you're in a relationship with somebody and they're not spending time with you, how do you have time to be intimate, flirt and fuck, right? Yeah. That's exactly it. Well, this is, I, I, you know, we kind of talked about, Hey, I, I listed out my dials last time and, a, you know, how do you actually create attraction and that type right. of thing. So we've got that episode, but what you're mentioning right now is something that we've been really cracking the code on as of late. And it's, and it's this, it's long-term attraction in a marriage right. versus short-term attraction when you're single. And it's, it's their twin cousins <laughs> once removed. And it's like this. So attraction isn't just attraction is attraction is attraction. When you're single and I'll, I'll set the context and then fire away questions because yeah. there's a lot of scenarios we can go through. And I can tell you, men are going to really feel what I'm saying. But ultimately, guys feel trapped in a long term relationship if they're not getting sex because they're like, hold on a second. I agreed to have sex with this one lady. Now she doesn't want to have it with me. And yeah. dude, he, the rest of his world looks like a absolute fucking prison sentence. It's like, well, I think, you know, I'm going to interrupt you. So I think it's the yeah. same thing for women. You know, yes. there's a reason why we say the power of the pussy, right? Because if you feel powerful there in, in that chakra and that zone, you are going to be powerful everywhere. I know that I perform better in the outside world when I'm having more sex, good yeah. sex, not just yeah. sex, sex. I mean, I'm married. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't mean to say that's not good sex, but I'm just yeah. saying like, I'm not going and having sex with several different people. Yeah. So in case my husband's listening right now, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, but it's like you when say, you yeah, are I'm having, watch. no, I'm kidding. <laughs> right. Right. You know, um, but you know, when you're having meaningful, meaningful, good sex or just fucking, that's when you feel powerful in your body. So explain the long-term short-term. Okay, so I have a phrase. I said it. Every man want uh, uh, every guys want to feel like the fucking man, but it's hard if the man isn't fucking. Okay, and so yeah, like that. Yeah, it's it's really true. And so what happens is he in a let's let's say we're single. That's short term attraction. We always say that guys love TNA. What do we love? We love tits and ass, right? And most, and if, and if guys are like, I don't love that, we're like, okay, well, what body part do you touch when you're eventually naked with a lady? It's probably the tits and ass primarily, and then you move around. But <laughs> women want tits and ass too, or women want TNA too, but it's not tits and ass. They want time and attention. They want mm. time and attention. Okay, and can so, you say that one more time for the men listening? Yes. What do women want, Keith? Time, TNA, time and attention yes but that doesn't work in a short-term attraction mode see when i was single and, and i've had sex with hundreds and hundreds of women um before i got married to my wife so i knew what i wanted i i knew what i i knew what the world offered out there and i didn't just have sex with hundreds of women i had sex with hundreds of the most beautiful women women in the magazines women in the movies all the stuff okay and i could not give them my attention at first they had to earn it because if I readily gave them my time and attention, then it shows that I have no options. But when mm -hmm. I'm single and I have a tremendous amount of options, that lady who wants to me to be her husband, she wants to be with a supremely valuable man, a guy who's 
making a bunch of dough, has a great high body, value, high value, but yeah, high value man. She wants to be with him, but she knows, hey, he's got a lot of options. So she has to put in the time and attention to try and get this guy's attention because as a supremely valuable man, my time is valuable, my energy is valuable, my effort is valuable. I'm not just going to give it to anybody. And so you have to earn that. That's short-term attraction. And truly, the most beautiful man, women I've ever met, I, I almost had to act as if I wasn't interested. And I got to a point where I actually truly wasn't because you have so much abundance of what you want that any new thing is like, eh, maybe, but I, and I, got, I got four women right here that were begging me to come have sex with them. Who, who are you and what do you have to offer? So mm-hmm. there's this, there's this selectivity when you're single. And so the attraction is very, it's, it's, but that's a mechanism. The mechanism of short-term attraction is I have a lot of options. What do you offer? What do you bring to the table? Right. Okay. So now she's putting her best foot forward. Right. Right. As soon as, as, soon as they say I do, and now you're only for Option. each other. Yeah. Things radically change. Because if you stop, yeah, watch. If you stop giving her attention, she's going to feel neglected. She's going to feel like, why did I even pick you if you don't even want to be with me? So now you have to give them a tremendous amount of attention, and it's what she craves. Mm -hmm. I fundamentally believe that a high value woman craves attention from a high value man more than anything on planet Earth. I love that you're talking about a high value man and a high value woman. There was a a girl who's a young woman who's been on my show several times, and she talks about that a lot as well. And I think more people need to talk about the high value man and the high value woman, because so many times you see a high value woman with a low value man and I don't, and vice versa. And you don't, and I, I mean, I know people like that. And I, I'm like, why, What? Wh- what's bringing you together? Yeah. I don't get it. Like you both should be high value in my opinion. But well, that's actually the building blocks, Jody. I, I, I can't believe I even forgot to say that that was step one. Step one is you have to become a high value man. See, a lot of guys in a relationship or out of relationship are like, oh, I, I want more sex. I want to, yeah, you're right. like, dude, you're not a high value man. Like you, it, it, everyone goes, I want my wife to want me. Well, are you wantable? Mm. I want to fuck hot women. Are you fuckable? Like. Let's be honest. Right. So in your married game, when you're working with men who say things to you like that, so do you want to switch over to what you do with the in the married game or do you want to, let's finish the short-term, long-term? Well, I want to finish the long-term attraction. Okay. That's what married game is all about. Okay, it's okay, about go ahead. having game within your marriage to right. have the attraction still, like not only flow, but build. My wife and I are more attracted to, uh, like when she came in with her blouse, with her tits hanging out, I was like, damn, dude, you are, you, what are you doing after this show? And when I'm done with that show, she's like, well, I'll be at home waiting for you. I'm like, all right, sounds good. So there's this attraction happening. So long-term attraction, the, the short-term attraction, the mechanism, mechanism is I have options. Who the hell are you? And why should I give my time to you? But when you've said I do, and now you're in a long-term relationship or you're married, now she is craving that attention. Whereas before I wouldn't give it, now I have to give it because that's the, the sunlight and the water that causes her to really open up. We hear, we hear this phrase yes. all the time. We hear this phrase all the time. She has daddy issues. What the fuck mm. does that mean? Well, mm. in my world, and what I've discovered it means is 
she wants the attention of a high value man because her dad was the most high value man she met. The very first high value man she met was her dad. Now, in the world, he may have not been very high value, but to her, she was the he was the most valuable man. I love that. Love it. Did you come up with that on on your own? Like everything I share here, I come up with all my own. And because I, I was, I was half, I was half kidding. I was half kidding because I okay. listened to the show about the gurus <laughs> and all the bullshit, and we don't listen. I don't either. I don't either. I come up with my own crap. But um, I love that because I'm so tired of hearing that about daddy issues. That's bullshit. I mean, bullshit. In no, she's looking for a high value man. But I never put two and two together. I love, love, love that. Thank yeah. you. So, so, so short, long-term attraction, he goes, okay, I'm, I'm with this man that I thought was high value because he was when we were in, in, in the, the courting dating world. Now that I have him, what typically happens with most men, they go, well, I've got her. You know, she said, I do now it's done. When in reality, you did not cross the finish line. You just stepped into the starting box. Yes. That's the psychology of, okay, now I have to, I know I get to not have to, now I get to romance and win this lady over day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. So, and, and I always say honeymoon sex is for the minor leaguers, soul sex, soul sex, where you feel radically yes. connected, whether it's banging the headboard and fucking each other crazy, or whether you're giving the soft, most tender love making ever. It's about the souls connecting. And I've found, yes, guys want sex, but what they want more is they want to be wanted. They want to be desired for. And so does a woman. A woman wants to be wanted. A woman wants to be desired. And she wants to know she's beautiful. So she's saying, hey, ma'am, high value man, that's now my husband or now my long-term boyfriend or now my life partner, however you guys structure it. I need your attention. I want your attention. And most guys, that's when they go, I got the girl. And so now they start heading and they start focusing more on the other stuff and she feels neglected. So why the hell would she want to be connected and have soul sex with this dude that literally just looks at her like a walking vagina? And he only comes around when he wants pussy. Mm -hmm. Well, that would feel like if all, if you and I are married, Jody, and the only time you came and talked to me was when you wanted money from me, I'd start to feel like a walking wallet. Well, that's what women do. They feel like walking vaginas. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking about my, I was married for 17 years and, you know, it, it's, it was like really the second person I ever had sex with. And that was the man that I married. And what happened was he was, as most men are in their thirties and in their forties, I got divorced when I was 42 or the same age. And he was just working and working and working. And I was like, hello, hello, remember me? And and that is a huge reason. And from there, there was some like verbal abuse. And, you know, because you start getting nasty with each other. You start, the resentment starts, you know, then the things gets taken away. Oh, well, I'm not going to give you sex. Well, I'm not going to give you this. And it just, it's a horrible, horrible place to be. And that's why I opted out of the relationship because it wasn't healthy for me. He didn't recognize that it wasn't healthy for him, but I'm sure he did eventually. But yeah, it's, it's all I wanted was a little bit of attention and then the sex would be amazing, but yeah, yeah it's the attention. It really is. And I think for most women, they don't need a lot of attention. They just need a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be a trip around the world. It could just be a flower, a card, uh, anything, right? It's all the small things. And what the small things say to a woman is, 
I'm thinking about you. Right. And we, man or woman, doesn't matter. If I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a scenario and every person goes, I feel that. Imagine you had a, a, a mentor or a coach or a teacher. And every time you talked with them, they, they, they looked at you and they gave you their full attention. How fucking special did you feel? Yeah. But that's how she views you in the beginning. She respects you. And so when you do shine down your attention on her, she goes, I'm loved. I'm loved. I want to tell the world about it. But when you no longer care about her, and we say this, you need to care about the whole of her, not just the whole in her. Mm -hmm. Jody, tell me about your uh, how you grew up. Tell me about what food you like. Tell me about right. what, why do you like this? I want to know more. And so that's where a lot of affairs happen is because people start to connect on an emotional level because totally. they're curious and they're concerned. Tell me more about you. I want to know about you. Not just, right. hey, can I stick my dick in you and get off, you know, in exactly. most times, three minutes? <laughs> so that's what happened with you and your wife. You weren't giving yeah. her a lot of attention because she, you were working all the time. You're making all this money. She's home with the kids. And she was like, hey, dude, you're not giving me enough attention. I'm out of here. So what happened? Yeah. Is that sort of the scenario? Yeah, it's yeah, basic scenario. Yeah. Yeah. And he, so you didn't like wallow. You really worked on yourself, didn't you? Can you just I take us through that? I wallowed for a little bit. Okay. I made all the mistakes. So, so we started in this business about four years ago, helping people get their ex back. We did it underground. I had other businesses. I just was doing this as something that my friends, they all have businesses. So they're like, Hey man, my head of sales guy just got served divorce papers. You think you can help them? I'm like, of course I can help. Them. So I started doing that and gained our confidence over two years of like helping 50 or 60 guys get their wives back. Like we mm -hmm. know this. So now we say, if you want to get your sex back or your ex back, we can help you. Right. So what happened was I did all the same stupid shit that every guy does once they lose their girl. I wrote her a song. I put a PowerPoint presentation together. I, I was like, oh my gosh, do you remember this, this? And she's like, and it looked really pathetic. It looked <laughs> radically pathetic. And it's because I was gaining my validation off of who her uh, validation to me. And that's super mm -hmm. valid. It, we call it the mom matrix. When a man is looking for a little pat on the head or a little bit of a gift or whatever, mm -hmm. like you fall in the mom matrix, you know, you're looking yeah, for yeah. A, a cookie, a nookie or a gold star. Right. And no woman likes that. Nobody goes, wow, that's super attractive. That looks like that's so sexy. Wow. I really yeah. want to have sex with you. Thanks so much for that. Exactly. Like Not. moms don't want to have sex with their kids and you know, it just doesn't happen. So um, that's really what happened. And I had said, I said, okay, okay, wait a second. I'm only pushing her away. I got to come back and go, what's going on? And I realized there was two plays to get my ex back or to get your sex back. It's the same thing. But really mm -hmm. when it comes to getting your ex back, that was our journey. And it was simply this, I go, all right, if I want to move on, I have to move on. And if I want to get her back, I have to move on. Right. Well, I don't think a lot of people think that way. That's why I want well, you to explain that. Yeah, because, well, it, it I had to, nobody wants to be the reason why somebody has a good life. People want to be around people that have good lives. Uh, great. Yes. Perfect. Yes. So yes. here's what happened. She left. I pouted. I did the thing for about a week or two. And I realized this is not getting me anywhere. It's only pushing me, pushing her farther away. And I realized, oh shit, you know what? This is where this statement was born. I have to become the most attractive version of me for me. That's yeah. it. I don't, I, I don't do anything to get laid in my relationship. 
I don't do anything to get sex. I don't get anything. I don't do anything to get my wife to love me. I do all of this for me. My standard of why I got in great shape, why I do my hair, why I smell good is not because Jess, I know Jesse loves it. It's because that's my standard. And when somebody looks at a person with a really high standard, that's who they respect. And so, yeah. Go ahead. Did you want to say something there? Because I was going to. Yeah, like- no. I mean, like you're just dropping like great, great sound bites here. So thank you. Um, Honored. It, it's just you're so you're so on the money here because you're just speaking the truth. And when you do feel good about yourself and you are doing things for yourself, and I heard Jesse say in in a recent podcast, uh, and I, I love her. Like I need to meet your wife, and yeah. I love how she gives you shit and she doesn't you know, fall into all the bullshit you feed with her. Like, I just love her. And she was saying, um, she she got mad at you for something on the show, but she was talking about, um, oh, I can't remember what, oh, it was just at the tip of my tongue when um, you were saying something about it. Oh, about doing things for yourself. Because if she saw you doing things for her, like a sad little puppy, yeah. She would be like, ew, ew, like do it, be your, let's just say fearlessly authentic self, be your authentic self, because guess what? I'm going to be that person too. And I only want to be you, be with you because I really dig you. You're the person I was digging and that's why I married you. And now you're going to try to be some like, like awful sappy puppy. No, like be yourself. And the more you are, and I want people to understand this so much, like the more you are yourself you're going to attract those same people and you're going to like yeah. just reject, repel the people that don't like it. And that's where I am in my life because I wasted too much time trying to be somebody I'm not, right? So you're saving a lot of guys a lot of time and helping a lot of marriages by saying things like this. So I just love it. Thank you. Well, it's 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 now that's the mechanism within marriage. Okay, so the single mechanism of attraction is there's a lot of options. The mechanism within marriage is when you become a highly attractive man that you set a standard. A lot of guys are like, man, I want a great date life, but my wife's not that in. And I go, you know who's responsible for having a great date life? You. So I tell guys all the time, their wife doesn't want to go on a date with them. Go on one by yourself anyway. You can't negotiate her to think that you're a fun guy. If you're like, I only go on dates if my wife goes with me. That's fucking pathetic. No, man. I go, if, if, if you don't want to go on a date with me to go see this movie, I'm going to go see it. If you don't want to go dance and eventually you have such a high standard that if she doesn't want to rise to it, you have the confidence to go, Hey lady, I love you, but you don't seem to want to enjoy life at all. And you don't seem to like me. So guess what? You don't get to ride shotgun in my life. If you're not a fan of who the fuck I am, because guess what? We in married game have a way of objectively telling whether you're really showing up and you're a good dude or not. Most guys aren't confident in how good they are. So mm-hmm. they will literally take any scraps, any fucking anything. Their woman will show them. Oh my God, she gave me a kiss this week. Oh my God. It's like, what are you talking about, man? Mm-hmm. Here's a way you can tell. Here's what you can tell. If anybody goes up and asks your wife, Hey, do you, do you think your husband will cheat on you? If she snickers and laughs, like who would want to sleep with that guy? You're in, you're in deep shit. That's right. My wife goes, every woman wants to fuck my man. Why? Because mm-hmm. he's extremely fuckable. Mm-hmm. That's, but, and, and guess what? Every guy wants to fuck my wife because she's right. extremely fuckable. 
That creates the greatest inside joke of all time between her and I. And then Mm. that's what causes our souls to connect because we're both saying, I have a really high standard. And it doesn't doesn't feel good when somebody has a high standard and you realize you're not living up to that standard. You just have to swallow your pride and go, you know what? I wasn't living up to my standard and and I need to change that for me, for me. Yeah, yeah, for you. And, you know, we go through peaks and valleys in our marriages and it can't always be perfect. Like one of the episodes I was listening to, you pissed her off in the morning. She's like, yeah. Yeah. And you did something and you're like, I'm I'm sorry. I realized that was really stupid. I don't know what you did. You spilled something and didn't clean it up in the kitchen. It was a recent episode. <laughs> and, you know, and you were like bantering back and forth and you got up and turned off, turned on the air conditioning in the middle of it. And you're like, you said to her, go ahead and talk. And she's like, fuck no. I'm like, you're the one who like got up and did this stuff. So I just love, and I'm sure that's why people are listening to your show is because you're just being real. And I think there needs to be more realness out there. And I think there are a lot of people out there right now trying to be as real as possible, but you're also giving them value. Like, this is what I can teach you. This is real shit. This isn't some person you heard and you had to pay, you know, $50,000 to go to their seminar and do all these things, but I'm going to give you real stuff you can really use. Yeah. So how how do people progress? How long do they have to stay with you in order to learn how to become, it sounds like that high value man, right? Yeah. Well, that's a journey that we're all on, but we, uh, our program initially is 90 days mm-hmm. and we can get, we can, we can get you 75% of the guys that go through my program within the first week or two, notice a massive shift within their marriage. And it's because it's an energetic shift. A lot of guys are like, um, they don't understand the power of energy. Energy is our greatest asset. A lot of people say time is your greatest asset. It's not time is if you have all the time in the world, but no energy to enjoy it, then it's fucking worthless. So energy is what makes us alive and makes things happen. And so it's the vibe, but here's the thing is a lot of guys have taker energy. They're only doing things to get something from their wife. And that something is sex. And mm-hmm. even if she gives it to them, they're like, oh, I don't want that sex. I want the good sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean the sex that your wife would give to Jason Momoa because she can't fucking sit in a leather seat because she's so wet and she's slipping all over the place because he's so damn attractive. You mean that's <laughs> the kind of sex you want? Right. Have you looked at yourself? Right. <laughs> so, right. so we start there. Okay. And what happens is the energy goes from taker, taker, pouty bitch mm, to... Hey, I'm here to show up because that's what a good guy does. I don't take the trash out because um, I'm trying to get late. I take out the trash because that's what a good fucking dude does. I don't hang out with my daughter because I hope my wife sees me hang out with my daughter so I can get laid. Hang out with my daughter because that's what a good fucking dad does. And that's my standard. So the attraction mechanism within long-term relationship that guys start to instantly tap into when they come into our program and we start, I say, I'm going to give you a new set of eyes. You want to, you want to see things differently. We give them a new set of eyes and they start to go, Oh shit. I understand where she's coming from. Well, no wonder she fucking hates me. No wonder she doesn't want to get naked. Most women don't want to get naked in front of their husband because their husband, every time their wife gets naked around, like, (laughs) and they're like, yes, right. What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? You've never seen a naked lady before. Right. So it's all of this vibe. So it's a 90 day program that guys come through and we teach them and help them become the most attractive version of themselves for themselves. And they have a lot of bad habits the same way I had them 
where they're, you know, they all, they're looking for their wife to, you know, um, they're looking for approval. They're looking for permission. They're only doing shit because, so their wife, you know, so their wife notices. And yet, you know, how many wives tell their husbands, don't change for me. I'm already good. Don't change for me. What they're saying is, dude, listen, you got to go become this dude that I originally met and beyond, or else I will not get wet for you because you're acting like a pathetic little bitch right now. And I can't have, I can't have that. No, there's nothing more disgusting than a man acting like that. So you disgusting. You mentioned about the date night. I want to go back to that for a second. So uh, you mentioned that if the wife doesn't want to go on a date night, the husband wants to go out and you say, Hey, listen, you know, Johnny, go out on your own dates. Like, don't pick up anybody. Just yeah. go out, like go out, go to the movies, go sit at dinner, go sit at a bar and talk to the bartender, whatever it is. Go don't shoot be pool. A, go with your buddy. Yeah, shoot pool. Anything. Don't be a, yeah, go work out, whatever it is. And then I think that after a while that somebody would do that and tell me if I'm right or wrong by doing that consistently and just not waiting for the wife to say, oh yes, I want to go on a date night with you that she eventually sees, oh, he's going without me. So could that backfire and say, oh, well, then I guess I don't matter. Or what I did with my husband, because I wasn't getting enough attention and he was working too much. I was going away every month for a week. Bye, 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 six months. And finally it was like, oh, we need to go away. We need to do some things. So I think that could have, you know, I, he could have, if he was an asshole, could have said, well, go to hell, Jody. I don't want to be in this relationship because you seem to want to travel without me all the time. Or he wake up and smell the coffee and go, oh, I, I need to fix this. So what's your, when you say go out by yourself, could it backfire on you? Yeah, everything can backfire. Mm, okay. everything, everything I say can backfire, but nothing backfires if you are in your power. Meaning, yes. if I go on a date by myself, I go, hey, Friday night from six o'clock to 10 p.m., I'm having fun. And you're always, well, I'm going to invite you every week and you can say no. And it doesn't make me sad. I go, oh, come on. I'm not going to try and manipulate you into it. Dude, if you don't want to be with me, you don't have to be. But guess what? You don't get to claim me or chain me down. And so this is the empower. I'm talking about getting I, the, the guys in my group call me Mufasa, you know, because okay. I'm always I'm like, remember who you are. You're a yes, bad. I love that. I them all the middle name motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Keith motherfucking mm-hmm. Yaki, you know, <laughs> James motherfucking Dalton, whatever. I go, dude, don't forget. She fell in love with you when you were a, a, a cool dude. You've now yeah. become a pussy. Yeah. And now you're looking for her permission to, to not become a pussy. That's the biggest pussy on planet earth. So if you want to go out, go out. And eventually if she goes, you're going out too much, you're invited. Well, I don't want to go with you. Hey, this is, this is, our, this is our line. You ready? And this is so powerful. This is the biggest bomb I'll drop here right now. And it's this, her response does not dictate my standard. Her response only dictates how long I will live with her living below my standard. Mm. Wow. True. Yeah. So powerful. That is. That's really, really powerful. So if a guy goes on a date for six months, you know, every week for six months and his his wife doesn't want to go, he then from an empowered position can go, hmm, I got a real fucking dud over here. (laughs) She's not very fun. Do I 
want to actually be with this lady for the rest of my life. And what, here's what switches. You go from the interviewee to the interviewer. Very different fucking energy, man. The interviewer yeah. is like, why should I hire you? As to the interviewee is like, please give me a job. Very different. And that's how there's a lot of these mechanisms that go on that a guy, when he says, Hey, I'm going to be a great parent. Cause I'm going to be a great parent. I'm going to be a great partner. Cause that's what a fucking, uh, if, if I'm getting graded on a partner and I'm getting a two out of 10, no wonder she doesn't want in connection outside the bedroom is what leads to connection inside the bedroom. I I've always said that to everybody who's ever asked me for any advice, the, the, the romance, the intimacy, it starts it's all day long. It's, it's, it's forever. It's from the time you wake up in the morning and you leave each other. It's the text messaging. It's the calling. It's whatever. It's sending a picture. I'm thinking about you all day. So finally, when you get home, you're ready to have sex with that person. You dig that person. You're like wet and hard for that person because you've been staying in touch all day long. Yes. It happens. If nothing, if it's Dudsville outside the bedroom, ain't nothing going to happen in there. When exactly. the door is closed. Or it'll just be transactional. And uh, I always say, you know, if, if you want sex to be a transaction, then it's probably going to feel like transaction, meaning it's going to probably feel like you're having sex with another dude if you're a dude. And it's like, it's just like you're, you're not, it's, it's all a pay this, give me this, pay this, give me this, and then it can be withheld and then change. That's, that's bullshit. It's all it so fundamentally bullshit when a guy just goes hey here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna become the best version of me for me if you like it awesome let's let's have a good time if you don't like it then eventually let's just fucking not continue to uh suffer long with one another and let's go out and find somebody who really wants to celebrate us and it's the guy who's the leader in that right and and so that's sort of what your wife did when she left you five years ago she was like i'm not putting up with this you're not the same person i met i'm leaving figure your shit out Maybe she didn't even say that. Maybe she just said, I'm out of here. And oh, I'm done. you had, yeah, I'm done. I have to figure my stuff out. And I, I applaud her and I understand that. I'm so happy that you guys have this amazing relationship and are helping so many people. And I know, like, for the story I just shared with you, what I did for six months, it woke my husband up. Yeah. It, it woke, and that's what I needed it to do. I'm like, Come out from under your microscope and look at the world. And if you still want that shiny object that you needed to have, that you saw dancing on the dance floor, then I'm not running after you. You go get me the same way you went after me nine years ago or however long it was, yeah. you know, and he did, he did because we, all we want is the same person we were into when we met you. Like, yep. that's why we married you. Yeah. So, and I think someday, like you said, some guys, like I know with my ex-husband, I, I probably didn't have the words to explain it back then, but it was, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm getting old. I'm 42. Like I thought 42 is old. Now I'm 62, but you know, it's just like, it's crazy. It's just really crazy. So I wanted to ask you another question about, um, so if you get into an argument, let's just say you're helping these men, they're, they're doing everything. But let's just say there's a blip. And of course, there's going to be a blip. They get into an argument with their wife, a little tiff. How easily is it to resolve that? Like, oh. What kind of advice do you give somebody who has an argument with their wife? All right. Um, can I just say one more thing about the backfire thing before we, I answer that? Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. 
The reason why I don't think it's ever a backfire is because you're going to get what you want anyway. You're either going to get your wife to come on a date with you or you're going to become to the realization right. and the harsh reality of this isn't the yeah. one for me. Right. And so then you're, I always tell everybody, no matter what, we're going to help you help your sex. We're going to fix your sex life. It might not yeah. be with the current wife, but you have got to be willing to say, I will not settle. Mm. So it's the same thing here with, 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 with what you're talking about when, when it comes to the argument. Jesse and I get in arguments. We're both very um, independent. We're learning. Yes. And the, the goal is too independent to become interdependent, which means we're fine on our own, but we're better together. And yeah. so we do have arguments <clears throat> a lot, actually. Um, and the way we reconnect is, is first of all, I have to get re I've become really good at this. I wasn't always good at this and saying where, what, what did I add to this? What, what is my ownership in this one particular thing? And the reason why that's so hard to do. It's huge too. Because it hurts your ego so bad. And then you have to admit you did something that was out of, dude, there's, there, there comes to, I think the manliest of men can look to his woman and go, you know, I don't feel loved right now. And I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I just don't feel loved. And I don't know why. Mm -hmm. And she can probably say, well, the reason you don't feel love is because I probably don't love you. And the reason I don't love you is because I don't feel loved by you either. And then we can have this beautiful conversation of well, what the fuck's yes. actually happening here. Yeah. Most people don't say that. They just yell and hurl and throw and, and I'm right. And I'm calling my mom and I know I'm right. And I call my boys and I know I'm right. And so it never, yeah. it never ends. Like I just go, well, we both hate fighting because we both feel radically disconnected to each other when we fight. Yeah. So how do we actually re-engage each other on that? Now, there's a there's a whole process and step to this. I actually think we just did this on a uh, podcast not that long ago where we explained all the steps of how to reconnect after a fight. And we just we we we've just done this so wrong for so long that eventually we're like, hey, are you tired of fucking being mad at each other for two or three days? Yeah, mm -hmm. me too. Well, what can we do? And we both took us really getting honest about our egos and how we're feeling and who feels right. So there, it's a really long discussion and there's a host of reasons why it's very hard to get over an argument because we love being, both of us love being right. Like most men and women, we mm -hmm. actually, um, believe it or not, in my opinion, the reason why it's, we have such a hard time being wrong is because of how we were conditioned through the school system in America, where being right was the only way you passed. Wow. Yeah, it's conditioned into us deep, deep, deep. If if you don't pass, then you're a fucking loser. When in reality, true science is, let's see what the fuck happens and let's go with what happens as opposed to, are you right or are you wrong? Yeah, and so it's been so conditioned to it. We're either pass or fail or we have a high grade or a low grade. So it's been conditioned into us. If we don't pass, then we're a failure. And if we don't get a high grade, we're a loser. And so therefore we are not going to fucking lose this argument with this fucking dumb, dumb. That's trying to tell me I'm wrong. Right, and right. so therefore there's no, there's no container for this creativity to go. And, and one of the things I do actually, if we're really locking horns on something, I'll take 10 milligrams of a THC gummy sativa. It uh -huh. drops my ego. And I go, Hey, what's really happening. I want you to, and she knows she can share in that moment like what she really thinks. And I'm not going to be defensive. Defensiveness is the greatest divider of all fucking marriages and it's what i think really separates people and makes them just divide like crazy and it's, it's usually so the hard to, 
it, yeah, it's hard to diffuse that ego and and defensive behavior, you know, and I've dealt with it in other re, in my relationship and other relationships. And, you know, you try as a woman to like, just be honest with me, you're jealous or just be honest with me. And then you guys get more defensive. Yeah. You know, yeah. or just be honest. And I think if we could just be honest, but always say it with love. And I think a lot of what you're talking about is so much self-awareness, which maybe you didn't have didn't. until your wife left you. A hundred percent. I did not have it. I did not have it. But here's the other thing that, but the reason why guys are so defensive is because they don't know that they're being tested. This is a very big thing. Women test men unconsciously, subconsciously all the time, but there's a reason why they have to test men. here's, Here's why. Number one, we live in a modern age, and so we think everything is modern. And we think time, men have been modern forever. Men have not been modern forever. We have been fucking uh, in caves and with fire and sticks and beating mammoths and tigers and all this other shit. So we've only recently become modern, as it were. And when I say modern, I'm talking as simple as just running water, showers, baths, fucking food down at 7-Eleven. You used to not be able to survive outside of a tribe. Very, very rare very rare. So we were used to being around other people and having to deal with people and actually having to figure out you can be a total fat fuck, a total nerd, and just hang on the computer all day and go eat Twinkies and Slurpees and become 600 pounds and still survive. That did not used to be up until about hundred years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. That being said, a woman is testing a man because she has to know, are we going to survive? Mm. Is my offspring going to be able to depend on you? And so there's this constant testing and pushing. I believe that the man, quote unquote, and I get a little bit of flack for this. I don't give a shit. I think the man is the leader. I don't, that doesn't doesn't mean to me that a woman can't lead. Doesn't mean that a woman isn't a leader. But when it comes to the actual home in our situation, even Jesse can test me on this and I love it. Like I'm the leader. And here's the only reason why I believe I'm the leader. I don't necessarily think it's because it's how we're born or wired, even though I think that's true. But if there, if if we go bump in the night, we already know who's fucking getting up and going down and finding out what's going on. We already know. And I go, well, whoever that person is, and if it's in your relationship, it's you, Jody. And if it was in my relationship, it was Jesse. She's the leader. That's it. The one who's willing to give up the most and sacrifice the most on behalf of others is the fucking leader. That's why I believe in leaders, not because I'm patriarchy, not because I was raised Christian. None of that. It's just, what are we really dealing with here? So look, what do you believe that? Or do you not believe I mean, that? No, I do believe it. I know like I'm a very strong woman. I was raised, I'm, I'm Jewish. So I was raised by a very strong mom. She wore the pants in the family. You know, my dad was passive, but it, and we're all me and my two younger sisters, and I'm the oldest also, very strong. But when I'm home with my husband or in my past relationships, I want to know he's going to be the one when like to grab the shotgun under the bed. We don't have a shotgun under the bed, but maybe we do Um, grab the shotgun under the bed and go when we hear bump in the night. You know that I need to know that that's him. Like I'm marrying a man and he has a penis. And to me, and this might be old fashioned, but I want him to be the man. I want him to wear the pants. I do. I'm sorry, but I I can hold my I can hold myself up if I lived in this house by myself and went bump in the night. I take care of it. That doesn't yeah. mean I can't. That means I just want him to. Does that make so, sense? A hundred percent. So here's what yeah. happens. I know we're wrapping up. I want to make sure I make this yeah. point. It's this. 
women are testing men constantly because she wants to know that she's with a the viable Thanks. option right there, the best option that can protect her. But here's why. Protect, yeah. Women test what they want to trust. Can I trust you that you're going to protect me? So she'll test. Can I test can you? you? Say that again, because say that again. People, people test what they want to trust. If you sat down in a chair and it collapsed and went on the ground and I went and put it back together and threw a couple pieces of duct tape on it and I said, hey, try it again, try it again. You're going to be putting your hand on it and go, hey, I'm going to test this before I trust it again. And so people test what they want to trust. A woman test a man, test a man, test a man because she wants to trust him. And when the trust goes up, when he passed the test, the trust goes up. When the trust goes up, the lust goes up. Mm-hmm. So yes. you want her to test you because when you pass the the trust goes up, the lust goes up. And when the trust goes down, the lust goes down. So when a woman says, I don't really trust my man, not that he's going to cheat, but that he's going to be the fucking man, then her lust goes down and her lady boner goes away. Yes, I saw that um, test. You did a podcast episode about that test, trust, lust. Yep. I love that. You have to be on the show again. I can't believe this hour has I'll gone by so fast. I, I, mean, I have all I'll these questions back. that I never even got to ask you, but you dropped so many great points. I am so grateful that you talk so honestly. Like, there's no bullshit with you. And I think that's probably why this business is just like growing your podcast, everything. And I'm just really happy for you because you're living, you're you're living in your truth right now. Yeah. Right? Yes, very much so. It's it's this is just me. Like you. And it's not a facade. If, if this was somebody else talking to me, this, this is what, this is who I am all day, every day. And I love talking. I could talk about this for 200 years, man. Yeah. I love it. So that, that leads me to my very last question, which is what does it mean for you to live a fearlessly authentic life? To, to not have a committee or a filter that I put anything through. I'm not checking in with a committee on who I am. I'm not putting myself through your filter. I put myself through my own. I'm not checking in with others to say, can I believe this? Or can I live this way? I'm doing it for me. And it's fearless. It takes it. There's fear. People want to connect and be a part of other people. They want to be accepted. I don't give a fuck about that. I have to look at myself in the mirror and go, I love that man. I love that man. I love that. I know. And I, I even see the growth from the last time we spoke. So um, I'm just so happy for you. How can um, people get in touch with you? KeithYaki.com. We finally got my KeithYaki.com and it will yes. show up. Or they, if they just want to talk about the marriage stuff, they can go to marriedgame.com. That's the same. But, but the keithyaki.com has the podcast, the married game, the ascend, all the shit. Just keithyaki.com. Okay. And what is the name of the podcast? Married game. Oh, it is. Okay. I thought for some reason it was in the married game podcast. Yeah. Okay. Game podcast. All right. Uh, Keith Yaki, thank you so, so much for being on the show and stay well, my friend. You look fabulous. You sound great. And I'm just, Honored to have you and to have you share all this unfiltered information to help people have wonderful married lives. So thank, thank you, you for having very me. Much. Total honor to be here. Thank you. And thank you everybody for listening to the show this week. And until next week, go live your most fearlessly authentic life. Bye. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.